Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Hey guys, this woman outside says that she has a peanut allergy, a dairy allergy, a gluten allergy, and wants to know if the pancakes would affect her in any way. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I don't know why she's eating out either. Chances are that if you listen along to the show, then you know that I have been very strategically careful in not talking about what it is that I do for work. Now, I'm not talking about my writing. That actually is work in itself. But even though I get all of those constant freelance writing gigs on a regular basis and work full time on this show, I actually have to have a in the real world type job that isn't in the creative department. Believe it or not, it actually is in, wait for it, the restaurant world. In fact, once upon a time, long, long ago, I actually started in the restaurant business at the early age of 16 and literally have, you know, taken a break here and there. But really, I just find myself right back at that table asking customers if they are ready to order and ready to get out of my restaurant so I can go home. (laughs) And honestly, that's the dynamic of what it means to be a restaurant server sitting there in that soul-sucking gig, really just trapped by the amount of money that you make because it is a good amount of money. And you just find yourself hopelessly looking for something like a My Gay Expose podcast or any writing gig to get you out. But alas, after COVID and after quitting my corporate job last year, I decided to get back in the restaurant world and accepted a position as a manager slash server in a very popular brunch spot in the Mission District of San Francisco. And so for the very first time in my life, I have actually been in a position where I can actually be my most authentic, one true self with my bold, blunt, direct, and sometimes considered to be rude to customer personality. And what do I mean by that? So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's find out. When someone checks in at the front door with an incomplete party, I look at them and say, no. Sorry, we don't sit in complete parties. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Washburn here, and welcome back to that one plate of food in the podcast 
world that you want to send back because it's not what you expected. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we talk about what it means to live most of your life in the restaurant world and all of the fuckery that you've actually had to put up with in between. Now, you guys, listen, the reason for this week's episode is because I have spent most of my life in the restaurant business, and I am not the type of person that is supposed to be in the restaurant business. I am, my personality just doesn't mesh with people being rude. My personality just doesn't mesh with people who think that they can do whatever they want to do in a restaurant. People who walk in with that customer's always right mentality, no. No, that is absolutely not the type of job that I should ever have. So because that's the type of job that I should never have, well, that's exactly why I've spent most of my life doing it. (laughs) But I feel very fervently now that I'm in my current position that I need you all to know all the things that you need to fucking change about yourself or check yourself by doing when you go out to dine in a restaurant. So let's just get right in because there's all sorts of juicy shit that we need to cover this week. And instead of going into the Your Gay Expose segment this week, I decided to give you just a little list of all the different things that, believe it or not, I've encountered. And some of these situations I don't think you will even believe occur. Or maybe you will if you're in any sort of customer service scenario. But first, before we actually say that we want our eggs cooked over easy, but it's really supposed to be over medium in our mind, and when the server brings us those over easy eggs and you see they're a little slimy, you tell them that you actually ordered over easy, and then the server looks at you and says, those are over easy, and you just don't understand. And trust me, this shit happens constantly. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes. That either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, God, what the fuck was I even trying to say there? Oh, my God. Ugh, Jesus, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, you guys. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, I'm just going to address a couple of things about last week's expose, Popper's Sommelier. (laughs) Honestly, one of the funnest things I've ever fucking done on this show. Would I do it all over again? Fuck yeah. (laughs) But yes, just to answer all these questions in one big giant blanket statement. Yes, I went to a sex shop here in the Castro and asked for 10 Bottles of poppers of varying brands. Yes, I did hit all 10 bottles of poppers on the show live. Yes, I did rate them. Yes, I was high as a kite for most of that expose. Yes, the clerk looked at me crazy when I said I wanted 10 bottles of poppers. And yes, it was almost $200. But you know what? Here's the thing, you guys. I did it all for you. I mean, wasn't that some good shit? got so many people. Oh my God. People went nuts over that expose last week. And you know what? I fucking love it and keep on coming back for more. You guys, I just, you know, sometimes we just like to have fun here on my gay expose podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. So if you didn't catch that last week, it was pretty fucking epic. Just go back into last week's expose, Popper's sommelier, and just Take a hit with me all 10 times. (laughs) Okay, you guys, so I haven't brought this up on the show 
in a little while, but I just want to remind you of two more things because we're getting closer and closer and closer. First and foremost, we're getting close to Pride season. So what that means is you need to go to RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and just take a look through the Bossy Power Bottom Wear catalog and pick your piece for your upcoming Pride or Gay event. You guys, I don't want to have to get to a place where shit's selling out before Pride, so get it in now. Get ahead of the game and just get the piece. The quality's on point, you guys. It's doing really well, and I am kind of worried that we could potentially sell out before Pride season, so get it now. Hurry. You you just you don't want to miss out. It's going to be good shit. And then, by the way, when people ask you where you got it, just send them my way. <laughs> and last but most certainly not least, just because we're getting closer and closer to the main event. You guys, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. There's a link for it in this week's show notes, links in all of my social media bios, links in all of my websites. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. We're getting closer. I'm getting really fucking excited. And I'm really trying to raise $5,000 for one of the most incredible organizations that I've ever been so proud to be involved with. And all of the money 100% goes to this organization to provide the necessary resources for anyone out there like you and me who just goes into that clinic situation knowing that they have gonorrhea or chlamydia or they had sex unprotected and don't know if they maybe want to get tested for HIV. L- listen, free resources for the San Francisco AIDS Foundation as well as the Los Angeles LGBT Center. I've never been prouder to be a part of an organization in my life and I want you to help me out by donating to my AIDS life cycle journey. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation, it just so happens to have, uh, can I get my pasta cooked al dente themed undertone? First, let's get psych. (laughs) Instead of getting your gay expose this week, I decided to prepare just a little list of a few things that I've encountered and just things that I think maybe you all should know when you go out to any restaurant moving forward. So sit back and pour yourself a glass of wine because you might need it to get through this list. I absolutely cannot handle when people do what I'm about to explain. It's the rudest fucking thing that I could possibly ever think of when you're sitting at a table, possibly with somebody else, and you're eating your meal, and you're finished, and you take your plate, and you set it on the table next to you that just so happens to be clean. No. No. You don't fucking do that ever. That is the fucking rudest thing of all time. And I just can't believe that people actually fucking do this. Crazy enough, I actually worked in a restaurant that was very fancy and white linen. And seeing people do this and putting their dirty ass, like, saucy plates on a clean white linen table. Just, I, I, I just, oh my god, I can't. I can't! Don't be that person. (laughs) It's so fucking rude. So one of the common things that people do on a consistent basis is the art of actually thinking that they ordered something on whatever it is that they ordered, but then they actually didn't. So like, for example, ordering a BLT with avocado and french fries, but they didn't actually say it. The way that they order it is like, I'll take a BLT with french fries. So that's what you write down. That's what you put in. That's what comes out. And then when they get their food, they're like, you forgot my avocado. Wait, you forgot my avocado. You forgot. You forgot my avocado. 
Oh, I forgot. Look, bitch, you didn't fucking order the goddamn avocado. I didn't forget the avocado. You fucking forgot your avocado. <laughs> you guys, honestly, swear to God, happens way more than you might think. One of my biggest pet peeves of all fucking time is when you try to seat a table in... Okay, so let me explain this or paint this picture for you really quickly. Now, I don't know where you live, but here in San Francisco, because all of our buildings are so tightly enclosed, many of the restaurants here are actually most, if not all, of the restaurants here are these tiny little enclosed spaces. So what that means is all the tables are actually like side by side. So in other words, like the two top tables are like right next to each other. And I can't tell you how many fucking times I've gone through the motions of seating a table next to another table based on reservation, you know, positioning. And people are like looking around the rest of the restaurant and like, oh, can we sit over there? There's nobody over there. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can sit over there, but we're about to get busy and there's going to be somebody sitting right next to you in like the next 10 minutes. So it really makes no difference if that's the <laughs> the real reason why you want to sit over there. And honestly, just shut the fuck up and sit down. It's like, and you can always tell when people aren't from San Francisco because that's exactly what they fucking do. They don't get it. They don't understand why all the tables are so close together. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, sit down, eat your food, and that's it. <laughs> So don't be that person. My favorite one was when people actually thought that they were trying to like show you that they were just like wine experts and shit. And like you were very well educated on all the wines that you offer because you work at this specific restaurant. And like he's sitting there and he's like tasting the most expensive bottles and telling you that they're like too young or you should it's not good and he didn't like it and then needs something that's just a little bit more suited to his palate and then he ends up getting your fucking happy hour red that's like three dollars a bottle at cost from the vendor when he turned away the like fucking 150 dollar bottle of opus one that's like considered to be like basically fucking like the gold of wine it's like get the fuck out of here you don't know your shit stop pretending like you think you know. <laughs> so fucking... Ugh. And on that note of people who think that they actually know their wine, and they don't, um, I actually had this woman one time come into the bar that I was working at. And it, like, it was, a, it was a fancier restaurant and I was working behind the bar. And like, we had really, you know, mid, moderate level to like high-end alcohols. And so like, you know, vodkas, tequilas, etc. And so basically we had like, you know, like the Grey Gooses and the Belvedere's and she actually denied those because she said that she preferred Sky Vodka. And why don't you have Sky Vodka? I'm like, what the fuck Sky Vodka? Are you in fucking junior high? Get the fuck out of here with this Sky Vodka. That is like the cheapest shit out there. And she sweared up and down and tried to convince me that Sky Vodka was just so much more smooth and pure than anything that would ever come out of a Belvedere bottle. <laughs> I just can't. Then there's the classic run back and forth where you actually bring out food to a table they ask for jelly, then you go get it, and then you bring it back. Then they ask for napkins, and then you go get it, and you bring it back. Then they ask for more lemonade, then you go get it, and you bring it back. And then they ask for a napkin because the water on their glass from the now newly full lemonade is beating up on their table and it's bothering them. So you go run and get that and bring it back. And then they ask for more dressing for their salad. So then you go grab it and bring it back. That is like, oh, no, no, fucking ask for that shit at the same fucking time. Oh, God, you guys, this is very fucking normal. And if you're oblivious, oblivious, oblivious to the fact that you're actually doing this to a fucking server, then it is really time to pay attention and self-reflect. And living in San Francisco, I've had a vast experience with foreign travelers visiting 
San Francisco because we are a fucking hub and people from all over the world come to visit. And I just have one thing to say in regards to what it means to tip. As a server, people get paid minimum wage and live off tips. Tips are actually the vast bulk of a server's income. So what that means is if you're going to be Australian and come from a country that actually doesn't tip and come to San Francisco and eat at a facility that actually relies on tips, don't assume that just because your ignorant ass didn't do the research on coming and visiting the United States that you can get away with not tipping. And that's just not held exclusively to Australians alone. Some of the European countries even don't tip enough. Enough! No. And I could start listing off countries, but I don't think that's a very healthy way to maneuver through this entire journey. (laughs) And then there's those people out there that actually think that because somehow there was some sort of a mistake that was made on their order and it was actually caught right away, fixed, and a new plate was brought out in like less than 10 minutes after the fact. That somehow this person thinks that they're going to get their entire fucking meal for free. (laughs) You guys, this is actually a fucking thing. Like people legitimately think this shit. They think that because like either you or the kitchen or somebody made a mistake and it was fixed and corrected that they're going to get a free meal. Fuck you. So people always get fucking eggs wrong. And it's so fucking annoying. And listen, I don't expect the normal people in the world to know the difference between what over easy eggs and over medium eggs are. But everyone assumes that over medium, which is the most commonly ordered type of eggs out there, is over easy because over easy is the actual name that people just associate with the look of over medium eggs. And it is a very common miss. And if I have to, just like I said earlier, go through the motions of having someone tell me that they want their fucking eggs over easy, and then I bring them those over easy eggs, and then they say, hey, excuse me, I ordered my eggs over easy, and then I look at them and look at you and say, those are over easy eggs. And then they look at their plate again and say, no, the the white's a little runny. And then I say, yes, that's over easy. And then you have to sit there and explain that the difference between over easy and over medium is fucking the whites a little bit runny, but mostly done. And the yolks are runny. And over medium is the whites fully done, but the yolks runny. And that's the fucking difference. Fuck. You have no fucking clue how often this happens. It's so annoying. So just get your shit together. And if you want the whites done and the yolks runny, it's called over fucking medium. (laughs) And then there's kids. Now, listen, here's the thing. I love kids. I do. I actually have one of my own and several nieces and nephews and The one thing that I am very proud about being a parent in regards to how I've raised my child is the art of actually making sure that your child fucking behaves when going out to a restaurant. And I just don't know what it is about current day parents with younger kids who just don't give a flying fuck anymore about how their kids behave. No, no, you fucking check your kids in public. And the next time I see little kids running back and forth up and down the main aisle of a restaurant when it's busy as shit and every server's carrying like four or five fucking plates and they almost run into you and you're over there catching up with Barbara and getting all the details on her date last week over a couple of fucking cocktails. Fuck you. Check your children and make sure that they are properly behaving. Your conversation can fucking wait. And, like, allowing your children to, like, climb on fucking booths and walls and not ever paying a fucking attention to your kid. Like, I just don't understand this concept, but it blows my mind. And I, I kind of wonder if it's a new parent current day thing. Because I was so fucking strict on my child 
in public. But also there's the weird dynamic of like actual people who have like one too many alcoholic drinks with like infants. Listen, I'm not here to judge anybody for drinking alcohol. That's for fucking sure. Because I've been known to do my fair share. However, when you're in a fucking restaurant and you have five goddamn martinis and sit in front of an entire restaurant while everybody's watching you try to fumble through holding your infant that's not old enough to even be in a crawling age and you put it on the cement outdoor seating area on a blanket and half the baby's not even on the fucking blanket because you've had five martinis. Yes, you guys, this shit actually fucking happens. Fucking handle your kids while in a goddamn restaurant. And I'm not really trying to old people shame here, but honestly, I don't really do well with old people. And truth be told, I can't even tell you how many times I've worked those super early morning, early bird shifts where like it's all old people. And literally you're pouring coffee and you can see the fucking steam emanating off the coffee. And they tell you that their coffee's cold. First of all, number one, we keep the cream in a refrigerator. So there's that. So there's that dynamic that you need to kind of figure out for your own fucking self. And also, I see steam coming from your cup. And when I take your cup and you tell me it's cold and I put my finger in it and I get a fucking third degree burn because I put my fucking finger in it, that just means that you're 86 years old and all of the taste buds have been seared off of your mouth. And that doesn't mean the coffee's not hot. You don't flag me down when I'm hella busy and be like, the coffee's cold with like aggression in your tone because you're 86 years old and you don't have the feel for heat any longer. No, no. Sometimes when you wait on groups, you always have that one person, you know, what I'm talking about, right? That one person who decides that they're going to be like the fucking table, like moderator, and they actually start to like talk for everybody else. And oh, it looks like she could use a little bit more Diet Coke. And he looks like he could use another drink. Like, why are you speaking for everyone? I don't want to make these unnecessary trips unless these people actually want this shit. So shut the fuck up, order your own shit, and don't speak for everybody else. You guys, this is so common and also so fucking annoying. Don't be that person. Do not be the table moderator. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Listen, you guys, I've done this shit for far too long now, and I won't even say how many years exactly I've been in the industry, but it's far longer than I would ever care to admit. And for the very first time in my life, I have to say I'm in a current situation with my job where I'm actually a little content for the first time in the restaurant world. Well, first and foremost, it's because I'm the boss. I'm the manager. So so there's that. I think that's a big piece of the puzzle that kind of shows you exactly why I might be a little bit more on the content side. But I also have the ability to serve as well and make money tip related. But also this spot is a very 
popular brunch spot in the Mission area. And it is, let's just say, the specific area for those not in the know, it's really kind of like the Hispanic area of the city, but also like where the actual restaurant's located. Just above it, it's like these multi-million dollar homes. So it's like all these like fucking well-to-do, like mostly white people who come in on a regular basis and they're really nice. They're really polite. They're not snotty. They know that they're coming in for a very fast-paced quality food diner experience. It's very that. It's very... Honestly, I've never waited on people who the vast majority of them are very pleasant just as they are here there's not a whole hell of a lot of high maintenance there's not a whole hell of a lot of like complaining it's really just a very pleasant restaurant environment as much as I don't really like want to say that out loud or admit that it is kind of a good gig and on top of that the owner actually just leaves me alone and just lets me do whatever I want and lets me run the restaurant however I want hire whoever I want make decisions however I want. And it's really nice to actually not have an owner that for the first time isn't up your fucking ass all the time. And it that actually motivates me more to do a better job for the restaurant than if an owner was like constantly looking over me with a microphone or microphone, <laughs> microscope. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, listen, we all deal with the bullshit that we deal with in restaurants. And as I stated in my previous list on the episode, some of those situations have occurred to me in my life and countless times, countless times, so many times that I feel like I should write my own fucking book on the proper way to behave while dining out at a restaurant. But here's the thing, you guys. So there isn't it's not not all puppies and kittens at this restaurant. There is, I think, somewhat of an un related negative to this dynamic of me being the boss and, you know, serving and waiting on these pleasant people. Because of that dynamic, I'm actually fair for the very first time allowed to be my big, bold, boisterous, and overly unapologetic, gay, overshare-esque personality that I truly am. And I very straightforward, very blunt, very direct, and very okay with having some of those hard-hitting, uncomfortable situations that customers aren't always willing to have. In fact, I've told my entire staff, if anyone for any reason makes you feel uncomfortable or if they're rude and or aggressive or anything to you at all whatsoever or just being pushy, any of it, come get me right away, right then and there in that moment, regardless of how busy it is, and I will come fuck them up. That I have a zero tolerance policy for anyone coming in with inappropriate attitudes and being a Karen and <laughs> I just won't put up with that shit. That's not the kind of restaurant that we run. And so therefore, speaking of Karen, I decided to share just a few <laughs> recent stories with you of things that have happened in my current situation that really just are things that I, I I want you all to know actually fucking happen in this fucking world. There are Karens out there that do this shit and think that they can fucking get away with all of it, but little do they know that they are crossing Ronnie Washburn. So let's get into some of those scenarios now. So just because we do actually wait on the vast majority of people that come into my restaurant that are actually like pleasant decent people, normal members of today's society, very polite, always a please and a thank you. Just like non-high maintenance, like just, it's so amazing. That doesn't mean that there aren't those Karens out there that do try to challenge me every now and again. And especially on those very crazy busy Saturday, Sunday brunches. When we get a wait going and there's a list happening, people get really fucking relentless. Like, they just want to get in and get their fucking table. And they'll do just about anything and say just about anything to try to manipulate their way to 
that table. So as an example, one of the things that we do that we are very, very strict on is we do not seat incomplete parties. Now, here's the thing, you guys. The vast majority of restaurants in San Francisco have this very same policy where you can't sit until everybody's present. It's just common courtesy. And I get that the vast majority of customers don't understand this concept because they don't work in restaurants and they don't know that in the five minutes that you tell me that your other person's coming to join you, that actually realistically ends up being 25 to 30 minutes. In that 25 to 30 minute time frame, we can turn over that table. That is a thing. So for that reason, especially in a diner, because the food comes out super fast, it's very fast paced, and people just order, eat, and leave. It's as simple as that. So therefore, we are very strict on we do not seat in complete parties. Now, I truthfully have to admit that this does get a little fucking awkward when people come in and say that there's three and it's like right when we first open and there's like not one other person in the restaurant and you tell them that they can't sit, like they kind of look around and they're like, what the fuck? But this is just my own stubborn stance on like, this is our fucking policy. I, I literally just look at them and say, okay, great. Let me know when everybody gets here and then we'll take you in. I mean, it's not a fucking hard concept, but you better believe that people try their very best to challenge this on a regular basis. Now, I've gotten to a place because this has just become such a fucking mundane and repetitive scenario that I actually wrote on the whiteboard as you walk into the restaurant. It says, welcome to, you know, XYZ. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant for obvious reasons because I don't want to sex, <laughs> I don't want to associate my oversexualized self with the business entity. But like, literally, right after that, it says, we do not seat in complete parties. And this includes he's parking and she's five minutes away. <laughs> and I actually have had customers comment on that very sign and be like, wow, that is fucking hysterical. That is good. I like that because it's really true. Like people think, oh, well, they're just like they're parking. If I had a fucking dime for every single time someone told me that they were parking and they still waited like 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes later, I would be so rich that I wouldn't have to fucking work at any job. Like that's how often this scenario occurs. So you can take your he's parking excuse and shove it up your fucking ass. I, that's why I fucking wrote it on the whiteboard. Would I be able to get away with that at any other restaurant? Probably not. But I'm taking full on advantage of letting people know that this is what our policy is and we don't back up on it at all. And like, oh, she's just five minutes away. Yeah, that turns into 30 minutes all the time too. We just don't fucking do it, period. We do not seat incomplete parties. It's not hard. It's easy. Everyone else in the city does it. Just shut the fuck up and handle it. So one day, this family of seven, who I have seen the husband-wife couple in a few times, came in and they just kind of sat themselves in our outside seating area. And I just so happened to be taking food to a table and encountered one of my servers walking up to them and like, hey, like, basically I overheard her saying, like, are you guys, like, uh, what's going on? Because they, like, just took it upon themselves to push two tables together. And she was like, did you check in with somebody at the front door? And they were like, no, we're just going to sit here and we have a group coming. And I immediately just, like, popped in and I was like, oh, okay, well, hey, hi, guys. Hi, how are you? Okay, great. Yeah, just to let you know, we actually don't see incomplete parties at all whatsoever. And she just kind of, the woman looked at me and said, well, our group's almost here. And I was like, oh, that's fine. But we actually, again, don't seat in complete parties at all whatsoever. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Let's go ahead and put these tables together for you. But I'm just going to let you know for future reference, don't help yourself to a table. Do not seat yourself by yourself. Check in with one of us at the front door and we will make the determination on where you can sit and how you can sit. And we will put the tables together for you. And again, wait until the rest of your group is present I literally, you guys, I'm not, I swear, like, hand to God, I actually said those exact words, like, quote, unquote. 
And the woman's jaw just kind of dropped and looked. she looked at me and said, I just don't understand. We come in every week. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That's fine. But I'm letting you know that while I'll do it for you this time, we will not do this again for you next time. Just so, you, just so you're aware, we don't. Once again, seat incomplete parties. And she looked at me and said, I don't understand. So then I looked at her and said, uh, I don't really understand what you don't understand. Every San Francisco restaurant does the same thing. And then she looked at me and said, well, not every restaurant in San Francisco does it. And then I looked at her and said, well, guess what? Here, that's what we do. <laughs> you guys, I would never be able to get away with this shit anywhere else. But that's exactly how it went down. Like, honestly, like I have like, receipts like the server just stood there and watched the whole thing go down like she witnessed the whole interaction and the woman got so angry that she left and the husband actually apologized to me when she was gone like that's how how much of a Karen she was basically and it's like I'm just not gonna put up with people's bullshit I don't give a fuck who you think you are I don't care like that you come in every week I don't give a fuck you will behave Exactly. In the same way that every other fucking person that walks through that door behaves. You're not special. You're not exempt. And you will not seat yourself, especially when you're incomplete, period. So this second scenario actually happened, uh, I think, like a couple of days ago. But this one was definitely one for the books, for sure. So this woman actually, like, sorry, these two women came in. They were sitting outside, and they were actually kind of taking their time with the menus. And so finally, when I came up to take their order, the one woman was asking... Now, okay, just as a brief overview, we actually, at this specific restaurant, we have a lot of vegan options. And so we have this dish on our menu that's called a vegan mess, which is actually just like potatoes and tofu, and it's all melted down with vegan cheese and uh, what we call soy riso, which is basically just like a, a like vegan version of like what chorizo would be. Um, and so that's like the, the fake meat ingredient in this chef's mess. Or Sorry, not chef's mess. Vegan mess. <laughs> so... Literally, this is exact, and so we actually have this other dish called soy riso and eggs, which is the same soy riso. It just comes with eggs and then some tortillas or some shit like that. So this is exactly how the interaction went down when I took their order. So the woman asked, "What is soy riso?" And I said, "It's actually just a vegan version of what chorizo would be. So it's a meat substitute that is." pretty much done with uh, potatoes and onions, and then you get your choice of eggs and toast. Now, you guys, she asked me what soy riso was. She didn't say anything about the vegan mess at all. So I just assumed that because she was talking about the soy riso, that she was referencing the soy riso and eggs. So she then said, okay, great, I'll take that. And then I said, great, how do you want your eggs? She told me how she wanted them. And then I asked her if she was okay with the tortillas or if she would prefer a bread choice. And she asked for bread instead. Fast forward to them eating and I came out to check on them. And then the woman says to me, is this the vegan mess? And I said, no, that's actually not the vegan mess. That's the soy riso and eggs. And she said, well, I ordered the vegan mess. And I looked at the woman and I said, Actually, no, you didn't order the vegan mess. You actually ordered soy riso. Actually, you asked me what soy riso was, but you never actually said vegan mess. And the other woman next to her very angrily said to me, yes, she did. She did order the vegan mess. And I looked at them and I said, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here for you, but the words vegan mess never left either one of your lips. I'm 100% confident in that. So if you'd like me to get you a vegan mess to replace this dish that you mistakenly ordered, I'm more than happy to do so. However, I am letting you know that you did not order a vegan mess. 
So, like, I mean, the listen, the only reason why I reacted in this way is because they were being really rude to me about it. Like, their tone was very, very, like, they were accusing me of, like, doing something that I didn't do. So that's the only reason why I kind of talked to them like that. But I definitely kind of killed them with kindness towards the end, and they did end up leaving happy. So it's fine. But this is the kind of bullshit that, like, people try to do on a regular basis. The woman never said vegan mess. Yes, the soy riso is one of the ingredients in the vegan mess, but she never fucking said anything about a vegan mess to me. So what the fuck? Am I supposed to be a mind reader? You guys, you wouldn't believe how often shit like this actually fucking occurs. So the next story here, I just want to preface by saying that this girl came in with a foul attitude. So like she started in aggressively before I had a chance to react. So please just keep that in mind when you listen along to the story, because I don't want you for one moment to think that I'm just talking like this because I'm me. It's not that. It's very not that. Like I won't actually, I'm very pleasant and nice to everyone. Truth be told, I I know that might actually be a hard concept to wrap your mind around, but really I am. And the only time I ever get aggressive is if you somehow do something inappropriate or kind of come for me in any way, shape, or form. That's when I kind of unleash the fury. But like, so just keep that in mind because this is a lot. (laughs) Like what I said was very extra. But so basically what ended up happening on this particular day is we, it was like a Sunday brunch and we were super short staffed this day. And we just got our asses kicked big time. So we usually bring in the outside seating area about a half an hour before we close. Well, literally it was like 45 minutes before we close, but we had had such a fucked up day that I just made the call to the staff to just start bringing in the outside tables. And so as this was taking place, all of the tables were pretty much inside except for one table out that was like occupied by pre-existing guests. And this couple came in And the boyfriend kind of immediately came to the door. Now, keep in mind, this is back when we were still doing like the vaccine and ID checks for indoor dining. It was like a San Francisco City mandate. And so basically, this girl did not have a mask on. So she was sort of like propping her head in outside the door, but like not coming in fully. And our greeting area is right by the front door. So this, her and her boyfriend walked in. The boyfriend walked in because he had a mask on and he asked very politely if we were still seating outside. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. We actually are very short staffed today and we had a really busy day. So we just decided to pull the tables in just a bit early. And the girl immediately just cut me off and said, well, why? Why are you bringing the tables in early? And I was kind of like, well, I I kind of thought I I just explained, like in my head I was thinking that, but was like, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, we just like, we had a really tough day today. It was super busy and we didn't have enough people to kind of maneuver through that. So we sort of just, you know, I just made the call to pull all the tables in a little bit early. Well, we want to sit outside. I was like, okay, so we're not actually seating outside any longer. So what we can do is if you want to show me your proof of vaccine and ID, and if you have a mask, we can actually take you inside for indoor dining. Otherwise you can actually order to go. It's really up to you. Well, fine. If we do that, then if we order to go, can you just put one of the tables outside so that we can sit down and eat? Yeah, you guys, she really said that. (laughs) It's not a joke. I looked at her and I was just kind of shocked a little bit. And I looked at her and I was like, uh, yeah, no, we won't be doing that. So like I said before, the outside dining area has been closed for the day. And you can actually, like I said, show proof of vaccine and ID and or wear a mask. And you can sit inside and dine in with us today. Or you can take your food to go. Like, I really don't know why this is a hard concept for her to understand. She just wasn't getting it. But what I think was this girl was very Karen and she just wanted her fucking way. And she was pissed that she couldn't sit outside. And honestly, what I think is she didn't have her vaccine info or a mask, clearly. So she just wanted to sit outside for some reason. So... 
she didn't like what she was hearing. So she just kept going in. And the whole time, you guys, the boyfriend's like, babe, babe, shh, hey, stop. Just, shh, it's fine. It's fine. Just it will order to go. It's fine. And she just keeps going. And so after a, a little bit of back and forth of her still arguing the whole notion of wanting to sit outside, I actually just said, listen, this is, I gave you the two choices four times. You're welcome to either. It's up to you. Otherwise, you're more than welcome to eat at any of the other brunch spots along this entire street. There's so many other places that you can eat that I'm sure still have outdoor dining areas. Yes, I actually said that, in fact. <laughs> so the boyfriend shut her up. She went outside. He ordered a long list of things to go. Now, this is an important piece of the story. So basically, when the boyfriend ordered, he ordered multiple things, regular items, and multiple things that were vegan. So remember that. This is kind of an important dynamic of the story. So he orders all his stuff. He pays. He seems really nice and chill and probably just a little embarrassed by the behavior of his girlfriend and basically takes his food and makes his way out. So I just so happened to be calling like a a mandatory employee meeting at the tail end of our shift that specific day. So all the employees who had left for the day were coming back at 3.45-ish in the afternoon to do this, and we were closing at 3, but we still had some lingering tables at 3, so we weren't fully closed just yet. So we had, like, the door was kind of still propped open so the existing customers could actually, like, exit when they were finished. And suddenly I look over my shoulder and I see this girl walking in with one of the to-go boxes in her hand. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. By the way, this time she had a mask on. So I don't know where the fuck she got it. (laughs) But she had a mask on this time. And so she came in, slammed the to-go plate down. And you guys, it was one of our dishes called the chef's mess, which is basically like egg, cheese, bacon, potatoes, like sour cream and salsa, all like piled all in one. It's like kind of cooked all together. And it's called the chef's mess. It's one of our most popular dishes. And basically she threw it down. And you guys, no joke, like 98% of the dish was eaten, gone, done. There was barely anything left. And she looked at me and said, you gave us meat, cheese, and sour cream. And I just looked at you, or I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, that's what your friend ordered. No, no, no. I ordered vegan. He said he ordered vegan. And this was most definitely not vegan. I was like, okay. So you guys, here's the thing. I knew that this was right, that like I took the order correctly, but I'm not going to sit here and argue with her, especially considering she's totally coming off as a complete bitch. So I was like, okay, so I guess maybe the kitchen messed up. I'm not quite sure. But at any rate, what we could do is I can actually have them make a vegan version of this dish for you if you'd like, or I could just give you your money back. So it's up to you. She then looked at me and said, I think you did this to me on purpose. And I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, You saw us coming and you quickly pulled the tables in and then you gave me meat, cheese, and sour cream when you knew that I was ordering vegan. (laughs) You guys, I swear to God, hand to the air. This is exactly word for word what this woman said to me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? In my mind. And I was like, okay. I looked at her and I said as follows. Listen. I've been very nice to you. I've given you your two options. Once again, I apologize for the miscommunication. I'm not quite sure what happened. But as I said before, we can either make you a vegan version or you can get your money back or even both if that's something that you're interested in. And then she then, she just kept going. But but you did this. You gave me meat. You gave me cheese. You gave me sour cream. She just kept going. I finally looked at her in the eye. And are you ready for this, you guys? I said to her, Okay, great. Uh, Are you going to die? Do you want me to call an ambulance? And she just looked at me and absolutely just gasped. Her eyes got so big. She could not believe that I was actually saying that to her. But you guys, she was being such a fucking bitch. I couldn't deal with her attitude. It was just like, she just kept going in circles and circles. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you want from me. I'm giving you the two options to make this right. And I don't understand what the problem is here. And she just looked at me and said, 
I can't believe you did this on purpose. You sabotaged me. You made this not vegan on purpose. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I actually did. You know what? You're right. Maybe I did pull the tables in because I saw you coming. And maybe I did give you a non-vegan version. And you want to know why? Because you're walking in here with this foul attitude. And I'm sorry, but we do not wait on people who act like a bitch. You have walked through this door acting like a bitch from the moment you stepped through, and we don't actually put up with that bullshit here. So you can take your money back, you can take your vegan dish, and I don't want to see you come back to this restaurant ever again. Literally, I said that word for word. (laughs) But this is the kind of bullshit that we as people that work in the restaurant industry have to fucking deal with. And if it wasn't for people like me who are revolutionizing the way that we tell people that they're misbehaving in this manner, then we wouldn't have something like a My Gay Expose podcast. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I told you it was very dangerous territory for me to actually be a manager here, I think, because I do say stuff like this to customers on a regular basis. But you guys, I have to say, in all the vast years of all the restaurants and the many different types that I've worked at, there is only one thing that has, like, completely outdone all the fuckery that I've just described to you in this episode. It doesn't even match all the fuckery that we had to put up with. And that was when the city of San Francisco mandated that every person enter indoor dining only with a vaccine verification and ID and mask. And I can't even tell you how much of a fucking nightmare it was to check every single fucking person at the door. You would not believe the things that people tried to do to get out of. Like, I actually had a guy tell me that his person who was coming to meet him didn't have vaccine and ID. And I was like, well, I'm very sorry, but you're more than welcome to sit outside. But the San Francisco city mandate does dictate that any individual who does eat indoors actually has to have a valid proof of vaccine as well as an ID to verify. And then he looked at me and said, well, we don't believe in vaccines. And as a matter of fact, I feel that it's very much a problem that you're actually being a part of the Nazi problem. Like, he actually called me a fucking Nazi because I'm following, like, mandated city guidelines. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yes, that actually happened. I actually had a woman who had her vaccine card, but because the restrictions were so fucking strict, like, I actually had a friend, Sidebar, who worked in a restaurant where they had the C... I don't know if it was the CDC or the health department, but they they came in and did a sting where they posed as actual, like restaurant guests. And then when they were sitting in, they were kind of monitoring how the door was being dictated. And they went, they got up at one point and started checking everybody's vaccine and ID. And the theory was that if any individual couldn't prove both vaccine and ID in the restaurant, both the restaurant would be fined as well as the individual. So, I mean, I wasn't taking any chances and the it was very clear, vaccine and ID. So I can't believe how many people actually don't go places without their fucking ID. Like, I have my fucking driver's license on me everywhere I fucking go. I don't understand this dynamic of people not having their IDs. But you guys, so many people didn't have their fucking IDs. It was beyond real. And not only that, but like, I had a woman who actually tried to show me her Facebook profile and tried to pass that offer. I'm like, girl, listen, I, what the fuck is this shit? I'm not taking Facebook profiles as an ID. That doesn't like, and just people like packed line out the door trying to check in and you should be fucking prepared with your vaccine and ID before you enter and everybody fumbling through their phones and not knowing where it's at. And it's just this big hot ass mess. And honestly, I'm so fucking glad that the restrictions have been lifted because it's made me so much more sane as an individual now that they're not like actually a fucking thing. But it's just, I just don't get people so resistant, so against it, so not wanting to show their vaccine and ID. Like, 
I am not going to make the exception to you and get a fine from the fucking government. No! (laughs) Just do what you're supposed to do. Follow the fucking rules and show your fucking shit. I actually wrote on the whiteboard during this time frame that was at the door greeting people. Please have your valid vaccine verification as well as ID out and ready before you enter the restaurant. (laughs) That's how... Overly annoyed I was with the entire process. Like, you're holding up the fucking line. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that shit's over. But you guys, that's it. These are all the things that I've encountered in my life as a restaurant server slash manager slash whatever. But, like, don't be any of these people. If you find yourself falling into any one of these categories of all of the things that I've just fucking described to you, it's time to take a step back and reflect on how much of a fucking idiot You are, and you need to make that change in your life. And if this is a revelation to you and you're doing these things, please make the necessary like changes in your life and be nice to people who work in restaurants because you never know when they publish an episode just like this exposing all of the shit that we have to deal with on a regular basis. we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. And I hope you learned a whole hell of a lot this week. You know, honestly, if you're a decent human being, you should probably know all of these things. Because honestly, you guys, listen, I have considered writing a book about the proper ways that you as an individual are supposed to behave when going out to a fucking restaurant. And I shouldn't have to, but you would be surprised of some of the shit that I've encountered. And sometimes I'm just like looking at people as they're saying the things that they're saying and just wondering to myself, where the fuck did you grow up and who actually raised you? (laughs) Oh, you guys, listen, we're not here to make you a fucking sky vodka martini with three lemons in the carcass out just because you think it's a higher quality of vodka than something like a fucking Belvedere, which is actually the highest quality of vodka. We're not here to actually fucking pick up your Starbucks cups that you leave on your table because you're a fucking selfish son of a bitch and don't give a shit that we have to do extra work we're not here to run back and forth just for your three dollars it's all bullshit and you guys just need to get your shit together whenever you go out to a restaurant you on that note you guys i have a friend that i go out with on a consistent basis who said to me the other day like you're just so overly polite to like servers and I was like, uh, yeah, hello. Do you even need to ask me why that's a fucking thing? <laughs> but I just want to hear from you, the listeners. What the fuck do you think? And servers, hit me up on the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline and tell me all about it at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in. Leave a message and tell me your craziest serve story of all time or shit that you've encountered from ridiculous customers. I want to hear if any of your stories have topped any of mine (laughs) and not in a good way. (laughs) Oh, God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need in regards to the show. And one last thing, don't forget all about the latest piece to the very Amazing, very incredible, very exciting, bossy power bottom 
We're live at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and select your bossy power bottom piece to rock at your next Pride or Gay event. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will run outside and throw your three quarters back at you because that's all you left on the table with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>